0: Let us pray. And now, O Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. If through the words of this human being we do not hear your voice, O God, we ask that you would come and speak to each of us then, here in the quietness of our hearts. Amen. This is a tender day for many of us, a day where we are remembering those we lost, we have loved, and I just wanna be closer to y'all today. I hope that's okay. Don't worry, choir, I'm gonna come be close to y'all in just a few moments as well. But I wanna share a story with you today that to weave in with the story we just heard from Daniel. When I was 23 years old, I watched somebody die for the first time. I was in my first year of seminary, And as part of my education that year, I had to spend two hours at a local hospital doing just some general chaplain work. And I wasn't even supposed to be at the hospital that particular afternoon. I'd had meetings, I'd had delays, and I had to call my supervisor and get special permission to change my hours so that I could get the hours in that I needed that week. It was a Thursday, I remember that because the weekend was coming. And it was one of those days like today where the sun seems to be setting when it should still be light outside and darkness seemed to be greater than light. So when I got to the hospital, I was the only, as far as I knew, the only chaplain in the building. Maybe, I thought and hoped, maybe there was another one there. But I went to the office and I got the list of patients who had requested to see a chaplain. And I began began to, go around the hospital making those rounds. And no sooner had I started, but a voice came over the loudspeaker that said, chaplain call this number, chaplain call this number. And so I wait. I did exactly what any 23 year old would do. I waited and hoped somebody else would call that number. Didn't work. Immediately <clears throat> after, chaplain called this number and I realized I'm the chaplain and I gotta call that number. And so I called and a nurse said to me, very rapidly and urgently come to this room the patient is actively dying and so i went to that floor went to that room and on the door were these signs that said you need to wear a mask you need to wear gloves you need to wear a gown and so i gathered all of those things and i walked into the room and as soon as i walked into the room there was an area where i was planning to put all of that on and as soon as i walked in though my gaze focused in on this person lying in a bed, lying in a body so riddled with disease and pain and suffering, I could not tell if the person were a man or a woman. That's how thin, that's how frail, that's how fragile this person was. And all I could manage was, hello. And the person looked at me really looked at me, and I still see those eyes as much as I am looking at your eyes today. And I learned really well that day how to read people's eyes, even though this person and I had never, he, this person never said a word to me audibly with voice, I was able to read in those eyes total fear, terror, and panic, much like the prophet Daniel described today that he was troubled in spirit and terrified because you see, I was looking at this person. I was making eye contact with this person, and yes, the person was making eye contact with me, but they were also seeing something that I could not see. This person was seeing a world where God's hand had begun to pull back the curtain, and the person was beginning to see into eternity, was beginning to see what was on The other side, and in that moment, the person was scared, like Daniel. Who knows? He may the person may have been seeing exactly what Daniel was. This, and we heard in the vision today that Daniel saw four winds. They heard four winds, and there was a sea, and there were four beasts coming out of the sea. And the sea and the waters throughout Scripture represent chaos they represent confusion they represent everything being out of order in genesis chapter 1 verse 1 we hear that god breathed his spirit over the chaos over the watery void and began to draw light out of darkness and began to create but friends how frightening these beasts and that and those waters must have been for Daniel was a man who walked with God. He was righteous. He was a good follower of the Almighty. He had, and if you read the first six chapters of the book of Daniel, and you, and we famously know about him in the lion's den, you know that he was a righteous, holy man. He walked closely with God, and even he was scared. Even he was scared when that curtain was drawn back just a little bit, and he saw just a glimpse of something beyond the here and now. But something happened in the course of Daniel's vision. As we saw today, he was terrified, he sought help. But then the waters of confusion began to die down and the winds that he heard and he saw began to make more sense to him. For you see, friends, in the story, anytime we encounter wind in the scripture, that means the spirit is moving, the spirit is speaking, the spirit is talking to us. And those winds that were blowing over that water were bringing forth something beautiful and something lovely and something perfect out of something that seemed to be absolute chaos. I can't help but wonder if the man in the bed, in that hospital bed that day, were seeing something like that. I didn't have time to think in that moment. All I knew was that I was staring into the eyes of a child of God who was terrified And he did not, and I didn't know if he knew that he could be one of the most holy ones that Daniel mentioned who would inherit the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. And so I did everything that I was not supposed to do. I put the mask and the gloves aside, I threw the gown aside, I walked right up to his bed. And I knelt down on my knees by his bed, and I took my ungloved hands in his, and I knelt down and I said to him, do you see Jesus? And he responded in a way that let me know, yes, yes. And I took his hands and I said, it's okay. All you have to do is say yes. All you have to do is say yes to Jesus. And I started to pray with them. And as we were praying, the nurse came in, two family members came in. We updated them on what was happening. And as they, and, and we prayed together, I talked them through saying goodbye, through letting go, and we went through that whole process. And in the midst of that, we looked over, I looked over at one point, and the, the patient had a tear running down the side of his face. And even though there was a tear falling, even as the tear fell, his face began to brighten, his eyes began to lighten. And when he took his last breath, there was total and utter light and peace all around him. And as we got closer to that moment, I stepped back in and I took his hand and I said, Daniel, it's okay. You can go with Jesus when you're ready. That afternoon, afterwards, as I was driving back home, there was darkness all around, it was night, but my car was full of light. Not only because I had seen and witnessed one of the greatest miracles that happens every single day, but because I reached out my hand to Daniel that day and he reached back with his heart. And in that moment the father gave me a little just a tiny piece a tiny taste of what the father's heart of love is like. That God desperately loved this individual and he loves us all and he's present in those moments. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us for we are the holy, we who choose to follow him are the holy ones who inherit and possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever. For those of you today who have lost a loved one, that you're not sure what their relationship with God was, be it in this past year or in other times, let me speak from personal experience and say to you, it is okay, you have no idea, I have witnessed it the relentless and reckless and overwhelming love of God. Jesus stopped at nothing. Jesus is like that Rick Astley song, I'm never going to give you up. I'm never going to let you down. I'm never going to turn around and hurt you. Never going to make you cry. Come on, Ted Lasso fans, help me out here. Um, You're never going to make you cry, never going to say goodbye, never going to tell a lie or hurt you. But even imagine that, but on a kingdom scale, Jesus is in those last moments with every single one. So take heart if you have been struggling over someone you love who has died and wondered, did they know Jesus? Well, I'll tell you this much, friends. Jesus knew them, and Jesus was there in that moment. And the other thing as we prepare to come to the Lord's table is this, friends. Know this, that the kingdom of God is closer than we think. I mean, it was right there in that hospital room with me. One person saw it. The one the, one person saw it more clearly than I did. But every day, God is wanting to pull back the curtain and show us a little glimpse of His glory. Friends, don't wait till the last minute to see His glory. Start today. Start today. Not just giving your life to Jesus, but following Him, being like Him receiving his body receiving his blood not just at this table but in the very your very soul and in your being so that you can go forth and when the curtain is pulled back for all of us on that last day indeed we will we will possess the kingdom forever and ever but let's start today let's reach out our hand to God and invite his heart to be given to us For Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one Mm. another. Therefore, therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. It's on page 12 of your hymnal.